Gabby, there's a vaccine. We can all go to Chuck E. Cheese and Cracker Barrels. It's all open. We can all go. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. Oh, we're going to stay at home? Yeah, I like staying at home. Uh, all right. Well, that was all for not. <laughs> no, I'm thanks. really excited for the vaccine. No, no thanks, <laughs> Pfizer. We're good. <laughs> no, I'm really looking for things to go a little bit back to how they were because I have plans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, but what about everybody who is getting used to like not having to go anywhere? I mean, it's going to be such a harsh reality to have to wake up to. I don't want to hear next year of all like, oh, remember when we didn't have to go anywhere? It was awesome. Yeah. Everybody's complaining that they can't see anybody or they can't go anywhere. But then when they get back, guess what they're going to complain about how they have to go. That's true. I just think about how much of my time can get tied up with commuting and how much that dreams that just totally takes away from the entire day and how productive you feel. All right. Conspiracy theory. Are you taking the vaccine? I am going to take the vaccine. Yeah. Are you going to take are you going to be an early adopter or are you going to wait till they hash out everything real quick? I mean, let's face it. We're not going to be in the first wave of people getting the vaccine. Are you a medical professional? Are you anyone in one of the high risk categories? What is the high that, risk? You're not old enough. You're I f- not. I feel like I'm old enough. <laughs> you don't have any health conditions we need to really worry about. Um, they won't take pre. This is the one time they're only going to take pre-existing uh, health conditions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Now, I think the first time we'll be able to really get the vaccine maybe in the summertime. Yeah, so I, I saw a little thing about how they decide or how they test it. At first, they trial test it with like 10 like uh, ten people or something like that. And then they do it with 100 people. Or maybe it's 100 people. And mm-hmm. then it's like with 1,000 people. And it's like with thousands of people. And that's like right. through three stages. And then that's how it gets. So whatever they said, it's at 90, 90% or 95% or whatever it is right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't... I didn't, I didn't really look up to see what stage they're in. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't know how close they're like those. It has to get through those like four stages before it even goes out to like the public. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, um, I heard an interview. I won't say from where exactly, but oh, someone you who. You sure you don't want to <laughs> hock everybody else's podcast on it? No, but from someone who Arm, knows. Armchair It was one of the representatives from Pfizer who was talking about how they would feel pretty comfortable having it ready for the public uh, right about no, January. I'm not yeah. buying. Oh, oh, I thought you meant taking it. <laughs> I thought they were getting paid. I would feel no. comfortable taking no, it. No, 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 <laughs> that they would be ready for the batches, right, to go out around January. But the thing is... Don't say batches. Go ahead. All right. It just, you know, there's so many different factors involved in actually getting this to places and mobilizing the vaccine, especially with the one that Pfizer is making has to be kept at such a cold temperature. Right. Here's what but, I, don't I mean. Want. It can be done. It's just like all. Yeah. Here's what I don't want. I don't want <laughs> DHL coming on the news and be like, Oh, it's going to be a logistic nightmare to getting vaccines everywhere. No, it's not. You're in oh. the mailing business. Mail it. <laughs> Mail it. Oh, Do that's it. interesting. What are you talking about? It's interesting. You think mm-hmm. everything doesn't get here through source of not what you think in an envelope i'm gonna get like a squeeze packet of ketchup that i'm supposed to just swallow and then then i'm vaccinated what about everything gets shipped everything gets shipped yeah so what do you mean mailing you see that's a fascinating concept but once again you're not taking into account like how it needs to be stored frozen they they 
if you can deliver a turducken to me on Thanksgiving pre-cooked, ready to go, to put on the table, I think you can put some vaccines in a warm bucket, a cold bucket, and a lukewarm bucket. It doesn't matter what the bucket, a dark bucket, a light bucket. I don't know what needs to be in it. It can get there. I'm ready to drive you to D.C. You've got great ideas. They, <laughs> the world needs to hear them. It, it Obviously, it needs to be in a cold bucket because the heat will kill it. <laughs> oh, no. That's all I know. Can't put it in a bleach bucket because the bleach will kill it too. Mm, no UV. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know when it's gonna come out, and uh, I, I really should have done research before I brought up the topic. But yeah, seriously, I wish you had prepped me on that. I, I only know. I'm just excited about Chuck E. Cheese and Cracker Barrel. Oh my gosh! For days. Cracker Barrel is in a little bit of trouble right now. I don't oh, want to go into that really. What for what? <laughs> I guess like. Their Halloween decorations include something that looked like a noose. All right. So one more reason not to go there. Anyhow, um, what do I have for you today, Boofer? I have you to thank. One reason not to go to Cracker Barrel. Go for ahead. Setting, <laughs> for setting up a recording studio in the house. Oh, I did do that. Mm-hmm. I am a genius. Mm-hmm. It's an idea I had, and I stole it from other people who've done the same thing for years and years <laughs> and years. Well, I really appreciate it. It's amazing to be able to just work on a new song and record as soon as something comes to mind. So thanks. I think uh, I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it one time. If you're thinking about making a recording studio in your house, you don't have to have a dedicated room. You don't have to pad all the walls. Just go into. Well, first off, you have to have you have to be blessed to have a walk in <laughs> closet. You just can't have one of the closets with a sliding door on the side and then you scooch in and then barely have enough room to shut the door not one of those closets you need a walk-in closet and preferably something that has like you know at least you know what i don't even think you need that much clothing i we're we're lucky enough it's in an l shape Mm -hmm. right it's a small closet but it's in l shape and it's enough for two people to stand in there if you really there's there's not enough room to really get changed in there i mean i don't want to give all these details away (laughs) yeah you're right give what details away about what exactly my space is. <laughs> oh, well, that's not a big deal. I okay. mean, I'm just saying it's not it's enough room to record in and uh, bounce around and be happy and sing along in. Yes. Correct. Yes, that's correct. I don't know if it's big enough to change into something is my point. Yeah, I could use it as a changing room. You like, could. Yeah, I could. Um, maybe I'm just a big fella. <laughs> <laughs> so. The more I'm trying to walk around the house with the guitar, though. Oh, my God. This bit. <laughs> the more I'm realizing that we're going to need big, huge hallways. All right. Uh, so can we can we <laughs> pause and explain <laughs> the walking through the house with a guitar? Because this I, I get the concept of look at me. I'm cool. But then no, that's not you it. think it's cool that someone had the concept of look at me. It's cool. And then now you just have passed that down. And I swear if these kids run around their own houses <laughs> with guitars in their hands. Well, it's not about being cool and just walking around saying, look at me, people. It's more about just wanting to be able to walk around while you're playing. Because like I said to you the other night, I've been stuck my entire life behind a piano. So this is absolute freedom. And I told you at any time you need to be get a rolling <laughs> piano that we can roll up and down this uh, three foot hallway. Just down, just I would Mum's the word. And yeah. I, I got yeah, giant baby grand skinny piano that I can just roll around all over the house. That's perfect. Another reason <laughs> for big hallways, you know, so I can do that with my grand piano. Um, 
I'm I, setting up a couple of... Oh, it, is, it is a little nerve-wracking carrying the guitar down the hallway. Just in general in yeah. itself. Like even when you're just holding it in front of you. Yes, I said uh-huh. it, carrying it in general. <laughs> yes, not strapped on and running down like you're going to slide like it's uh, the the intro to... Flash dance? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise in oh, uh, Risky yes. Business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he didn't have a guitar. He had an air guitar, but still. That's not my point. <laughs> I'm setting up a couple of goals for myself. And uh, I want, <laughs> all right. I want to get your opinion on all that. All right. Goal number one. Mm-hmm. To record a demo tape. A demo tape. Yeah. That means at least five to six songs, usually seven to eight to be considered serious. Yeah. So it's like a short album. They say four Yeah, I know what a demo tape is. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. That was the dumbest thing. Hey, look, kids, new houses. <laughs> and... The second goal is I want to be able to play out. But of course, I know, hey, hello, pandemic. But hopefully by this summertime, maybe that will be a little more feasible. So I was wondering if you would like to go on the road with me. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want? Okay, first off, <laughs> you don't even have a demo tape. That's right, but that will but, happen. But now you have imaginary got road gigs going on. Oh my gosh. Like right? Is that is that yes? Yes. And in in this imaginary scenario of you already having road gigs, you have a roadie already? <laughs> I do. Thank you. <laughs> I need someone to carry around the amp. <laughs> like when we're all at home singing in the shower or uh, you know, playing air air guitar or air drums in front of the mirror with your towel around your waist. Yes. We're just thinking about how we're on stage. Not the logistics of who's going to carry all my shit. <laughs> well, you know, I also need someone to drive that's, the toaster. That's, so. that's your daydream. Who can I get me drive up and down the mid-Atlantic? <laughs> that's what I need. I've got goals and I'm going towards them. So is here's my next question since right. I'm logical about it, I think things through. Uh, these places that will be booking you would be in the mid-Atlantic area. Are your songs mid-Atlantic vibe? You know what I mean? You can't, like, Dirty South. You can't go, you can't be from Atlanta and, and make a Dirty South record and then go to L.A. and try to push that and be like, oh, I'm going to do all my uh, L.A. Uh, rap out, or all my Atlanta rap out here. It just doesn't fly well, right? All right so-, so all your little stories up, up north and talking about your northerners and our southern ears down here, maybe we just won't relate as much as you think you do. So, so maybe we should worry about the demo tape. And <laughs> Yeah, we will. Okay. Uh-huh. But hey, no, I think the demo tape can definitely happen like within this time frame is what I'm saying. So then... Yes, you have a musical instrument up, and a voice and a microphone and a way to record it. Yes, it could happen technically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is your time? So you, these are these are goals, right? Yes, and it's not even the new year yet. Like I have a lot of time. You but think you're going to get like it? I feel like I don't have a lot of time. You think you're going to get this done before the new year? No, no, no. Uh, I'm saying like this is my before here on, summertime. Here on can't win for losing. We like betting on things. I bet you won't be going to get this done before the new year. <gasps> the over under and how many months it'll take to make the demo tape? Uh, a hundred percent over one. <laughs> oh yes, over one. <laughs> Uh, under 12? No. Over 12, yes. Oh, come on. Really? Yep, I got confidence in you. Hey, I didn't say oh you didn't finish gosh. it. I just said it would take over 12 months. It's not going to. I've seen uh, kids write comic books. They've started like a bunch of them and they never finished one. 
So you didn't answer my question. I didn't really hear the time frame of when you thought this was summertime next so, year. Summertime. Summertime that you've you're booking things or summertime you're handing out a demo. So summertime I'd be booking things. What? And- yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a demo by Christmas ready to go. Okay. By Christmas it needs to happen that fast. If you think you're gonna get in one season, you gotta get you gotta get uh music in hands, music in ears right. for uh, a couple of months before someone goes, Hey, we should book somebody. Okay. Right? So All that right. means you have to have the season before you gotta go, you have to have your shit done by then to begin with. So that's at Christmas, which is in two months. Yes. That's all right. I'm you know what? I didn't ask to be the manager. I think you have great ideas, though. I'm just hiring you regardless. So thank you. Again, I don't remember asking to be the manager. You're hired. What? Wait a second. I didn't even ask you to manage. Like, you just gave me your thoughts and your opinions, and I'm taking them. So thank you. I I don't know what else to say. For payment is what you'll be doing. For payment. Uh Uh-huh. What what am I paying you in circus peanuts? If you're going on gigs up the Mid-Atlantic by yourself, I'm <laughs> assuming you would be getting paid circus peanuts. Yes. <laughs> Are there any more peanuts for me to... Nope. <laughs> not enough peanuts to go around. Probably not. Not really. Who likes those anyway? I had a shirt that was circus peanut colored. Yes. And every and my friend of mine told me that it was circus I always called it salmon. But my friend said circus peanut, and I said that's better. Than I'm really, salmon. I'm really happy that you're unafraid of color. So <laughs> I've explained know. this a bunch of times. Uh huh. You've explained it. Uh, yeah, I was a child, and all I was, it was the black and white face. What was the black and white cat on the like the on the sheet on the bed sheets? Felix? And it had no, and it had like a little heart on it. It was an '80s thing. Oh, okay. I'd have to Google it. Don't Google it because you're just gonna get sidetracked and not know what I'm talking about. But I was like in this like black and white phase of like I would just my we would go get we would go to IKEA and just get white furniture and like black sheets, and that was my bit. And then when I got out of high school, I said, "Oh, I'm just gonna wear baggier stuff. That'll be cool." <laughs> Wait a second, you're skipping a phase. Mm, am I? Yeah, didn't you have that purple prince phase that you went through? I don't think I ever went through a purple prince phase. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand my mother has told you this. Yes. It's never in my life been a thing that I don't can't remember a time where I owned a purple anything except for uh I think I had a T-ball shirt with an orthodont it was a smiley face and it was an orthodontist was sponsored and the the smiley face was smiling with his teeth and he had braces on. Hmm. But that's the only shirt purple shirt I, did I own around the world in 80 days. Yes. <laughs> okay. Did someone give me the Prince single, which was a small 33 record purple that was sort of translucent? Yes. Beautiful. Was I into wearing all purple and paisleys? No. Oh, but mine <laughs> was, would look so dashing on you. It was just purple paisleys and diamonds and pearls. Well, <laughs> it's a great look. What? His style was just, I would steal it if I could. <laughs> well, if I could pull it off the way he did. I don't think he's wearing it anymore. I think you'll be good to go. Uh, this is Can't Win for Losing. Just your average how to bet on games and hopefully be successful at a podcast, mainly sports, sometimes life, mostly correct, but always entertaining. 
You can follow us on Twitter at CWFL Podcast. Also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever popular podcasts are sold. I am your host, Boover T. Justice, and on today's dais, we have actress, YouTuber, traveler of music, <laughs> Elizabeth, Gabrielle Elizabeth Marie. Hi, loves. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know what, you know what we do, you know what I do know? I know that we had the NBA draft this week. It was so much fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why do you think it's fun? Were you, you, oh, oh, I know, I know. You wanted uh, LaMelo to be called number one. That's what you wanted. Nope. Uh, you wanted to see which team would trade up into the number three spot or the top three. No. Um, you wanted to see what 2021 title contender would make big moves and shift around and see what. It... I don't think you know me at all. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You wanted to see how this would affect the draft would affect the free agency coming up and how it would change to shape it around and see what it would go on. That's what you're excited for. That's why Gabby was excited about the 2020 NBA draft. Boofer. Uh Uh-uh. Yes. What? Huh? No. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Then you tell me why you're so damn interested in a draft. If none of that's what you watch a draft for. I can't think of any other reason to watch a draft. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you all about it. This sounds so scripted. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Just get into it already. So, Jesus Christ. You want to know why I love it so much? Yes, that's what I've asked three I times. I came up with my top five. Gabby's top five most corking 2020 draft dandies. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, smartly dressed men. The smartly dressed men. Mm-hmm. As all the kids are calling all the drip. Yes, all the drip. Okay, NBA now, drip. Okay, now we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get you. I get you. So coming in at number five. Oh snap! Mm-hmm. We got players. We got. A, we really. You actually put a top five in there. Top five from this draft. From the 2020 draft. Okay. Uh huh. I'm here. I'm here. I'm and, all ears. You know, even though it was a virtual event, these guys did not hold back. There was some <laughs> serious drip going on. Even though it was a virtual draft, these guys were able to put clothes on. They <laughs> were. <laughs> they made an effort. So we have Kira Lewis Jr. And he was keeping camp alive and well in the 2020 draft with his Pee Wee Herman inspired drip. I don't know if he realized it, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, you're adorable. He had the bright red bow tie that mm-hmm. was larger than life. Probably representing Alabama where he went to college. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just that seersucker, you know, light blue suit. Mm-hmm. He looked smashing. It was 100%. I enjoyed it, Kira. Thank you. So you're going to be checking out a lot of Pelicans games to see what his pregame uh, drip is going to look like. Oh, yeah. I'm keep saying drip. It's going to be the worst. Can't wait to see all of their walk-ins. Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. The walk-in? Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so fancy. Number four. We have Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. Are you sure that's not the the son of some... uh, Like Dick Cheney or something? Yeah, it (laughs) sounds like a big wig at a big company. Oh, well, it's because (laughs) he took a chance on a floral pattern. Ooh, I do like the floral pattern. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it wore him a little bit, but I like the amount of risk involved in the choice. He was also repping his hometown of Oshkosh by an embroidered 920 for the zip code on the lining of a suit jacket. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> on the other side of the lining was embroidered Black Lives Matter. Gotta love the, as he put it, all the little details and it makes a big deal. 
All right, then we have number three. Do oh. I get not to interject anything in here? You just sure. blown by everything. I can't make comments. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? He's going to look at in Sacktown. Sacktown. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Portland, right? Nope. Sacramento. Sacramento. What am I thinking of? Sacktown. Portland? Rip yeah. City? It is Rip City. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it is. <laughs> number three, we've got Aaron Nesmith. He had a green plaid. He looked like he stepped through a time machine from the 1960s, and he's about to give you the weather report. I think he knew he was going to get drafted by the Celtics. That's how he's wearing Ooh. this like kind of the green plaid thing. I don't know if that ups or downgrades the look. I think it's a little bit. It's a lot. <laughs> if he's doing it because of that, is it too matchy matchy? Uh, probably a little bit. Uh, I think he looked kind of like a, a 1950s couch. Oh, okay. No, I thought he looked very stylish. I did. Has, I did like it, but I don't yeah. know if I could pull it off. He has kind of a stockier build. I don't know if it was the suit or apparently, just him. Apparently, I can pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he kind of gave me that weather reporter vibe and the weather outside is hot, hot, hot. All right. I, number two. <laughs> it's a smart guy from a guy who came from Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, why do you say that? <laughs> Is that a tie to Vanderbilt somehow? Because he went to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt? Yeah. Built. Built. Vanderbilt. Okay. It's yes. my accent. Okay. All right. Number two. Number 21 Fucking pick. Shit. Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. He's going to Philly and he's sporting a black and tan like teeny tiny plaid print with a matching tie that kind of... Um, turned i want to say it was do we get colors out of this you're just telling me he's wearing tiny clothes that's that's your your black and tan like the print was this tiny like check print okay i mean it wasn't exactly a plaid it was like but it wasn't houndstooth it was almost like the sherlock holmes cap Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um so where was i okay people were complaining that was too much of the same print but i actually thought he looked fabulous and I have to say, thank God there wasn't yet another black satin lapel staring us in the face because 2020 draft picks, mm-hmm. there were way too oh. many of those black satin lapels. Like yeah, yeah. every other person had them. Red, red, uh, red jacket with the satin, black uh-huh. satin lapel. Yep. Yeah. You Tons know what it them. reminded me of? You know how you, you, I want to say hate, but like you really don't like those blankets that have the satiny edges to them because you think it looks like a baby blanket. Yeah. I don't like this. It reminded me of that sort of thing. It was like too much. Um, we have the number one pick. Gabby's number, number one, one pick. draft pick. Yes. All right. This goes to James Wiseman. James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Your number two pick of uh, from Memphis, chosen by the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And he was wearing a fun little t-shirt done in collaboration with Chicago Dunk and Foot Locker. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, all right, the t-shirt worked with the suit that he was wearing it was paired with this utterly superb green tartan suit um from the designer indochino which actually designed suits for like 15 of the other draft picks but like this one worked with his body he's just kind of really slim no no listen to me like the cut of it suited him like he looked like a model well it was a suit (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) no it just really everything worked but here's the thing I have one extra pick I'd like to make for 2020. Oh, uh, an, an honorable mention is mm-hmm. what you're going for here? Well, uh, kind of he set himself apart from all the others. So how can you really compare it? Like he's sort of 
one step beyond. Is oh. that a way to say it? All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I will accept an okay. extra pick. Mm-hmm. I, I an honorable mention didn't get to make the list, but should be mentioned. I or else if if you say it's better than the list, then okay. this should be number one to begin with. You're terrible at making lists, apparently. So okay, the number one pick then. The number my, zero pick. My favorite for showing his personal style, being unafraid to be himself. We have Zeke Nanji. He uh, was wearing this formal black tunic with gold embroidery. It was absolutely stunning. Like I said, how can you compare him to all these other guys just wearing blah old suits? Like he decided to do something different and he looked fabulous. So Zeke, you're my favorite. All right. But here's the thing. Go ahead, Boofer. You look like you want to say something. I had a favorite. Oh, you did. I liked Isaac uh, Okoroy's father, a Nigerian. He's Nigerian. Uh, I guess after the draft party. He gave them a, a Range Rover or a Land Rover also. They're all excited and everything, <laughs> all happy, everything. But right. he looked really good. He had like a, a really fitted uh, true blue suit on okay, with a nice vibrant red bow tie. I thought it was a very classy look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he was dressed better than his son, okay. who was the one to... that just made all the minutes. I can't wait to look that up. All right. So, Boofer, though, did they even hold a candle to last year? Uh, no, I don't think so. I no. thought I was kind of disappointed. Here's, here's where I saw where this point, I thought that I was going to see some good looks, right? Mm-hmm. And when they kept showing every other guy wearing that, the red jacket with the black lapel, I was oh, like, oh, yeah. did they all not, no one call anybody? If they, if they all would have shown up to the draft together <laughs> and then like, realized that they're the all dress. wearing, oh my God. <laughs> hey, remember last year, the heliotropic Tyler Hero? With his floral suit of varying shades of navy and grape. Yes. And that accent chunky gold choker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Didn't, wasn't he wearing like a like a turtleneck too? Like yeah. a black turtleneck? Uh-huh. It's very, very stylish. Okay. Or Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. in that velvety green jacket, beautiful long hair, looking like he should be on the cover of GQ. You remember him? I do. I mm-hmm. do. But who could forget or even compare? To my absolute favorite. Oh, well, you've yeah. compared them by the, <laughs> saying that everybody sucks compared to him. That's a comparison. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The gothic Disney prince come to life that was Bol Bol in his silver spider web bedecked ensemble. It was and will be for years to come the NBA drip draft perfection and the outfit to be, at least for me. Not only is Bol Bol a pre-draft fan favorite and uh, a, a after-draft fan favorite. I think, I mean, him him and Taco Fall, I think, are right up there, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. excited to see them both play. Yeah. Even if the, they don't play that much, that many minutes, I think people are really excited about those two. Absolutely. So, do you have anything else to add about the, uh, the fashions from the evening? No, no. That was... Your th- Gabby, thank you for going through <laughs> and explaining to us how to dress. Uh-huh. Now, if you go through and tell me about all the trade rumors to bring us back and get more excited about the NBA, because it only starts not too long from now, I believe. Okay, I have everything to do with what is happening with the Warriors. Like, Warriors and Wizards. Those are my two, the W's tonight, okay? All right. So, the Warriors are absorbing, Ke- they're absorbing Kelly Oubre Jr., they are from um, Houston. Can we pause for a second? Not Houston, from um, OKC. No, from the Suns. From, Wait. The, from the Suns, through the Suns to OKC to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so confused. Yes, yeah, because he was 
with the sons, but then he went to OKC, but he wasn't actually there. Yeah, he didn't physically go. (laughs) As soon as you hear his name, he didn't just appear. Yes, correct. (laughs) Okay. He didn't drop everything he was doing. He wasn't at, like at dinner and was like, oh, shit, I got to leave the city. It's and then not- get to the city. You're like, oh, shit, I got to leave the city. It doesn't work like that. Okay. It's not like Beale Juice. No. Uh, continue. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say more about that. Okay. No. So that was the big news for Kelly Oubre. I know that we like him. We like his drip. Yes, In general, do. he has mm-hmm. his own little fashion label, right? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, what were the shoe? What were the spiky shoes he was wearing on his? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I didn't catch it. I th- I saw Lamella wearing the same kind of shoes. Oh, I saw his. Mm-hmm. You like those? Not a huge fan. I mean, I uh. think it's fun. It's a choice, and I would be cool with wearing it. I think Kelly Oubre's shoes were more spikier. Haha, <laughs> that's so fun. Did you see the back of Lamella uh, Lam- Lam- uh, Ball's yes, jacket? Yes. Um, is it sort of a nod to the team he was a part of? I don't know. And but his it, name? But it should have been a number three <laughs> instead <laughs> of a number one is my point. <laughs> All right. So then we have big news with the Rockets and the Wizards. There's a trade rumor that the Wizards are ready to get rid of John Wall. And in order to have a new star come into town, do you know who they're looking to? To make a new star come into town. Who are they looking <laughs> the Wizards are trying to get rid of John Wall. I'm yes. all, I'm 100% on board with this. Go okay. ahead. Do I know who they're going to bring in town? No. Who, Gabby? Russell Westbrook. Well, what? <laughs> yes. There is talks between the Rockets. I don't know what the Rockets are going to go for yet because I don't know if they're making the deal juicy enough. But they're looking to get Westbrook over here. So through all the rumor mill that has gone through with the Rockets right now, I think they're still okay with keeping Westbrook and Harden for another season, even though they're not. I mean, they're asking. There's they're asking quote unquote for trades, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're comfortable enough n- not giving them the trades and just having them play. Or if you want to sit out, I don't. I don't know how their contracts are if they want to sit out or anything. I don't think they're into a point where they want to sit out or anything. I think they just want to go to contenders and they want to go quickly, right? Because right. whatever they're doing down there hasn't been working, so they all but want out, right? So I've seen trade scenarios that involve Harden going to like the 76ers or putting the, the Timberwolves inside this kind of trade scenario to get them to get them to uh, Brooklyn, right? And every every time that it seems like there's going to be some weird trade going to happen, it seems like the Rockets are going to get eight players and three draft picks. And I just don't understand why the Rockets would want eight players from a shitty team. And trade for Harden. I know you're not winning with Harden, but you're definitely not going to win with uh, Dinwiddie and uh, some uh, some other hosers from like <laughs> shitty ass teams. It doesn't make any sense to me why they would draft. I understand why they would do it just to be nice. There could be a scenario where a GM thinks that you know uh, players get paid money for previous performance, right? Mm-hmm. Do you give a player uh, the the option he he's done so well for your franchise? That you say, you know what, I'm going to do good on him and I'm going to send him to where he wants to go. Has Harden done enough of anything in Houston to get that kind of demand and respect? I don't think so. No. So I don't think there's really going to be a trade out here. And I really don't think anybody's going to give up the farm for him, right? I mean, you can go look at all these trade rumors and say like, oh, well, if you do this, I mean, then the pundits are going to be like, oh, you're going to have to add a whole bunch of people. But I just, I can't see being a GM in Houston going, yeah, uh, Brooklyn's team from last year that didn't make the playoffs very well. That's the team I want. Just give me that whole team and I'll give you one player. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. What does make sense is that you got get you got to you got to get rid of a guy or in uh the terms of how 
the Bulls have been doing contracts for the past five years or so. Mm-hmm. They've been taking on contracts as favors to other teams. Yeah. I don't know if that's because Garpax and all them don't know what to do or they think they get handshakes and they're going to get good players in the end. But you grab a player that's on a, on a higher deal to bring down the salary cap for another team so they can sign another player or they can do or they're making rooms and making moves. And then we get stuck with the garbage. We might get an okay player that's better than a, a player we sent away, but now we're on a high contract and then we got to pay a lot of money. And then that player's probably gone and we're still on the hook for a lot of money. It sounds like a horrible, vicious cycle. It's it's a lot of favors and handshakes and a lot of stuff. And I, I, I just don't get it half the time. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls, as of recently, have to have been the guys that have been like, you know, we'll take on this contract for you. It's no problem. So is there any exciting news happening for your Bulls? Not that I know. Uh, they, they did. No. <laughs> so. No. Just, just getting along. Okay. Uh, so I also heard about Russell Westbrook going to the Hornets also that as a possibility too. Okay. I, I think what there's. The Wizards just need to get rid of John Wall, right? Mm-hmm. And they just need to get Beal some help. I don't know if bringing Russell Westbrook into D.C. is going to be what you need to do. I think this is more going to be, right? This is this is a scenario. This is kind of, we'll talk Bulls for a hot second, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of like uh, Rose and uh, Butler, right? Mm-hmm. Butler comes in. It's Derek Rose's team. Derek Rose gets injured. He's out for like almost two seasons or whatever. And it turns into Jimmy's team. And then Rose comes back and he's got to play on the Jimmy's team, right? Yeah. This is how it is. And uh, it was John Wall's team. And John Wall hasn't played for two years. Right. So now it's been Bradley Beal's team for yeah. two years, right? You can bring Russell Westbrook in here and now it's going to be Russell Westbrook's team. Or is it going to be Beal's team? What I There's a lot of clashing going on that I there's obviously has to be going on down in Houston mm-hmm. on if it's Harden's team or it's not Harden's. They play opposite each other. They they don't even when they're on the on the court together. I, you don't. I don't even really see them interact too much. It's like usually when you have two stars like that, and you you feel like one's gonna run run offense and the other one's gonna run. You're gonna have them on the court at the same time sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But when one's resting, you got another one out there, and then you're you're good to go. And then they swap out, and you still have you know an all-star on the court at all times, right? Right. But when you put them on the court at the same time, it just seems like they're playing like, oh, if the ball goes to the left, it's going to be Harden's team. And if the ball goes to the right, it's going to be Westbrook's team. Yeah, it's very strange. It's Uh kind of weird to me. I I mean, maybe I might be seeing things wrong, but that's the way I see it sometimes, right? So I don't like the clash of bigger. You got to have to have smaller guys, not max contract type guys on a team this is why the the Warriors have been good for so long, right? Mm-hmm. They're not a whole bunch of egos. They're getting everybody's getting paid, yes. right? Not everybody's screaming max contract, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think Durant's getting max contract at this point right now. I think he's getting a lot of money, but I don't think he's in max contract. Right. Uh, point being is that I think that's what needs to happen. We need to surround Beal in Washington with guys like that, right? You got to go out and look for guys that I feel that. Or probably sick of being where they're at. You think Beal, everybody thinks Beal's sick of being in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. If you want Beal to be not sick of being in Washington, go grab guys who are sick of being in where they're at, right? You got Devin Booker out, and you got he's got to be pissed and annoyed with how he's been treated out in Phoenix right now. Mm-hmm. He's a very well-played player. I don't know if he's max contract, but him and Beal would be good. Bring him to D.C., right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how any... I've done zero math on any of the things I'm about to suggest <laughs> to know if they would work. If you can put... 
Harden and Westbrook on one team. You could put James and Anthony Davis on one team. You can put Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie on one team. You could put all those big names on Philadelphia. Don't tell me that you can't put my scenario together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another team that everybody thinks about uh, or doesn't think about, that they, they don't think that there's any trade offers to be made, is the Lakers, right? Oh, See, look at you. You were like, no, they just won. Why would they give it up anybody? They don't give a shit about anybody except for <laughs> LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You want a player off their team? Make an offer. They will ship someone left. It. Right. It doesn't wow. matter to them. They're going to just lower the contracts. They're going to take on lower contracts. And you should plug in another guy. You'll just next man up off the bench, pay another guy lower on the bench. That's mm-hmm. all it is to them, right? You're just rotating out guys. You know, a guy on the Lakers I've been very high on since uh, Chicago is Kyle Kuzma. I think Kuzma with Beal and Booker is the start of a good kind of team, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, I could see that. This is where you start uh, creating a team that looks good on paper. And I know looking good on paper isn't really the way you win stuff, right? I mean, look at uh, Philly. Philly looks great on paper, but you know what? They got a lot of talent. You know what they don't have? Success. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of the things that are going on with uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid happening for much longer in there. I, I think, again... A lot of personalities clashing. I think there, uh, Ben Simmons might be out. I think that fan. I think Ben Simmons wants out more than. I think it's a tie. I think Ben Simmons wants out of Philly, just as much as fans want Joel Embiid out of Philly. Oh right? my gosh! Well, wow. I mean, Joel Embiid. He's already act. He's already uh, pissed off the fans one time. Uh, he's already admitted to not trying hard ever. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just. He's whatever. He's getting money. He's dunking over people. It's not really difficult of a job for him to do. Yeah. Uh, you you have to rely on other people to help you, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I you know what? What I what I who has said Kuzma, Beal, Booker. Mm-hmm. Then you add maybe maybe a Ben Simmons. You bring yes. a Ben Simmons over, uh-huh. right? Or if you can't get a Ben Simmons over, maybe like a D'Angelo, uh, Russell, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You bring in another four guys set up like that. I think sets you up pretty good. Uh, you, you're following kind of the the blueprint that philly kind of did right uh you following the blueprint of what uh this was the warriors did right mm-hmm. a lot of good guys that none of them are all high ego type situation yeah i think that's what the wizards kind of do I have to 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 get beal not to leave and then squash all these stupid trade rumors of russell was he's not coming to dc Everybody looks at the past, right? I, if anybody comes to D.C. to be a quarterback, I, I can't even imagine that happening anymore. They'd be like, oh, I like my leg. Ah. <laughs> Every quarterback that I know of goes in D.C. hurts their leg. I'm not going there anymore. Mm-hmm. Jordan goes w- w- to one other team, Washington. And I mean, he was okay. He was the hardest working player on the team. The team sucked. Wow. Right? It's, it's, I don't think anybody looks at Washington as this place to go and like let's go win championships in Washington. I just, well, I mean, for that it could sport. be it could, for. <laughs> I mean, it's been this since the seventies, since I was before I was born, since they won, or maybe right after. I think it was before I was born, since they won a championship in DC. All right, so at least they've won. I guess. Are there any professional basketball teams that have not ever won a championship? This is something you could have Googled when you were bored. (laughs) There probably has not been one. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, But yeah, I mean, even I've I've mentioned Philly. Philly just seems like a team that's waiting to get blown up in general. Like I said, they got the talent. Al Harford's out. I mean, they just guaranteed him four years. I don't know how long. And then they just shipped him out and brought Danny Green in. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think Danny Green... It's going to mix well with 
Joel and Bede for some reason. I don't know. I just don't like that match. I don't like that them together. I, it's just weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just I. But I'm curious on to see how uh, Kelly Oubre possibly going out to uh, to the Warriors would happen. Yeah, I think he's one of those players that just provides such excellent support, and he. I think he'd just have fun with them too. You know what? You know. You know I, what? Bring Kelly back to DC after you that, do all those changes mm-hmm, I just made. Mm-hmm. You got yourself a good starting. You guys right would have an amazing team, Washington. Listen yeah. to us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's get into speaking of nothing that I've just said. Let's count my bankroll real quick. Uh, last week, Gabby, I was sitting at a cool, crisp. Hondo, I believe it was, right? I, right now, am uh, sitting at $95. And when I say I'm sitting at $95, he's like, ah, he lost a couple bets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I lost a lot of bets. And oh. I saw my account down to $79 at one point. So, <laughs> good's on me. Wow. I got news for me, sh- breaking news, that Biting is projected to win Georgia. I don't know. If that's going to be. Oh, I forgot to start off the show with saying that they haven't called the election yet. You know how I know? Because they haven't cashed me out on my bet. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not gotten bet for my president elect uh, because they have not called the election yet. Uh, so I was just trying to get to see. I was going to, I saw that news. I was going to refresh the page and see if I got any. Nope. I didn't get any. No more bets. No, nope, no, nope, they're still they're still there. President right. Joe Biden elect still waiting to get paid out on. Oh, my gosh. I need to call up Trump and be like, hey, I need these three units. I know. You understand, Mr. Trump cash just sitting there in <laughs> in uh, limbo, not being able to be used. Uh, so, yeah. Let's get into how I got back down to $95 for a hot second, right? All right. Thursday night, college football, Gabby, Colorado State, plus 15 at Boise. Boise 52, Colorado State 21 is your final. That, sir, is not a cover at all. Thursday night football, I told you it was going to be Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. I didn't tell you that. I mean, everybody knew that, right? Uh, But what I did say was I was taking Indy in the money line because – I didn't want to at all, but everybody in the world said, take the Colts. And I said, I don't want to, but I'm going to because I don't want to be that stupid person that took the Titans and then lost because then everybody would be like, everybody told you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, going against the public is only good when you're about 75. When 99% of the public says, nah, just follow the herd. All right. So I accidentally bet on uh, the Colts <laughs> or I mean, on the Titans. <laughs> so that was a, just a lost there somehow i i don't know maybe i the corner of my eye i saw the word tennessee and indianapolis and they're just long words and i said that's probably right and i click go uh friday hot hot conference usa action gabby says go home or good big right so i put three units on fau minus nine and a half i did not tell you to do it for that game fiu which is florida (laughs) international it's not the airport there's another university right uh, the Owls cover this with the ease 38 to 19. That is a winner. Go FAU. <laughs> yeah, look at you. You were all down. You're like, why are you betting on FAU? It's stupid. It's like a hometown hero. <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still would have bet on him whether or not you lived near them ever before. It was, just, it was the, like the only game happening. <laughs> and it was an easy win. 
Uh, Saturday, college football, Wake at UNC. Uh, the Tar Heels were down 38-24, and I already started counting this as a loss. And then here comes the rally, right? <laughs> UNC ties the game up 45-all with eight minutes left in the fourth. There's no way they're going to cover this 13-and-a-half. It's not going to happen. Like I'm already, I've already counted as a loss. It's not going to happen, right? Four minutes left. The Tar Heels break a 20-yard run, and now it's uh, 45-52, widening the gap here, right? Yeah. Uh, Wake turnover on four downs. UNC gets the ball back. Uh, 249 left. left. 15-yard run, 45-59. We're up by 14, and we're covering the 13-and-a-half. How did this happen? I don't know. All we need to do now is is get on defense. There's two minutes left. Just stop them. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is not let Wake march down the field 75 yards and punch in a touchdown. So what Wake does is they march down the field for 75 yards <laughs> and punch in a touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Uh, with 57 seconds left. 53-59. That's going to be your final. UNC does not cover, and it's a loss. I went from losing and not caring about the game to winning and being like, "All you got to do is win," and then just uh, lose again. I just heartbreak. I know. Uh this is this is why we bet on the games. This is why they play the games. This is why we bet on the games. Uh, number ten, Indiana minus seven and a half at Michigan State. Hoosiers twenty-four, Spartans zero. Oh, snap. Don't call it a comeback. Here I come. UTEP plus uh, six. I had plus six on this one against UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a, not, got that, a lot of knowledge that, on them? Isn't that like where Matthew McConaughey went to school? All right. Why? Yeah. I think so, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. I actually think he's a Texas UT- Longhorn. I oh, think he's just from, I think he's from Texas and he just loves the Longhorns. Yeah. And since he was growing up, uh, he wanted to be opposite of his father, and they were all Dallas fans. And he said, oh, what's the team that my father hates the most? Mm. Which didn't make any sense why it was Washington at the point, but that's why he's a Washington man. <laughs> so, uh, UTEP and uh, University of Texas San Antonio. The Miners really had no chance in this, and the Roadrunners ran away with this one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 52-21, I... <laughs> lose texas state at georgia southern minus 12 is what i'm taking here the eagles led early in this game uh 17 to 7 after the first quarter but allowed the bobcat to stay close all game long texas state 38 georgia southern 40 eked out a win but they didn't come close to covering thanks a lot hawaii at san diego state san diego state i'm taking at Minus 10 and a half should be an easy cover for the Aztecs and the Rainbow Warriors lost by 24, 34, 10 is your final. I win. You're confused. What's I going love on? that name. The Rainbow the Warriors. The Aztecs. Yeah, it's really great. The Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> That's so fun. What college is that again? That is the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. That makes sense. You're going to have to go but look up their jerseys because you're going to so, love that too. So romantic. I don't know if it's romantic. Uh Number 19, SMU, minus one at Tulsa. I say, and I've mentioned this to you before, Tulsa's sneaky. They're a sneaky good team, but I thought the Mustangs could cover the one here. Uh, SMU is up 24 to 7 at halftime, looking good. And then, Gabby, the second half happens. 
<laughs> SMU put up zero points in the second half. What are they doing? The Golden Hurricanes <laughs> to not only catch up, but they cover and win. SMU 24, Tulsa 28. That's a loss on my book. Apparently, Tulsa loves to lose the game in the first half. They crawl back to victory in the second half. Down 17 uh, to 7 against uh, ECU the other week. They came back and won uh, 34 to 30. Down 24 to 12 against uh, UCF. They came back and won that game 34-26. It's a big task for Tulane this week. Hopefully, there's no more of the second half comeback. So, hint, hint. That's who I'm betting on this week. But you just can't be down that much in the first half and just try to dig your way back in the second half. That's not a substantial way to win. That's not a winning strategy. Can't you can't can't do it. Can't win with them. Right. <laughs> I'm a Mike Singletary. This mother ever. Uh, number eleven, Oregon. Quack quack. Uh, minus ten and a half at Wazoo. Uh, this game was a close. This game. I'm sorry. This game was close mm-hmm. until it wasn't close. Oh. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, I mean the Bucks. The Ducks put up. I'm Dick Lockett. The Bucks. <laughs> the Ducks. The Bucks. Quack quack. <laughs> <laughs> the Ducks put up twenty two in the fourth. Oregon, 43, uh, Washington State, 29. That is a winner in my pocket. UNLV at San Jose State. I'm taking San Jose, minus 16, 24 to 10 at halftime. And San Jose just cruise controls the rest of the way. Uh, 34 to 17, that another win in my pocket. Oregon State at Washington, taking Washington, minus 13. Gabby, what's more confusing to you? Oregon State at Washington or Oregon at Washington State? They're both equally confusing. Good, because they both happened this weekend. I bet on both of them. Wow, <laughs> wow you bet on games. <laughs> cool. Uh is a big number for this, but since the uh the Beavs just lost to the Cougs the other day. Wait, the Beebs? Beebs. Oh, the Beavers. The Oregon State Beavers. The they're Beebs. called the Beebs. You know, all the kids in the know. <laughs> they lost to the Cougs. That's the Washington State Cougars. Uh, you sound like you're from Ocean City. Ocean City. Uh, I figured that the Huskies could handle this game, uh, except they don't. So uh, Washington 27, Oregon State 21. That is a <laughs> loss in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 13, Wisconsin. Minus 28 and a half at the terrible Michigan. Uh, you know, Gabby, who wins in a fight? Is it a Badger or a Wolverine? The most honorable opponent. So I know who the most honorable opponent was on Saturday. It was the Badger, 29, Wolverine, 11. And that's a win for me. Uh, I did a little bit of UFC action that night. Rafael Diagnos. Oh, yeah. And Paul Fielder. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I took Paul Fielder plus uh, 150. I felt that on such short notice like this and accepting the fight like that, it might have been a little bit more in his advantage. Maybe his opponent would have t- tried to take advantage of thinking that he wasn't as much in shape as he was. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I felt that the fight was more even. It was because uh, that put the value on Felder at that point. Cause they said he'd been training for a triathlon that whole time. Right. Right. So we're talking like endurance is a huge thing mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but the problem is, is that Raphael found out that if he was just leaned on Felder the whole time and it would take, do a whole bunch of takedowns and just mm-hmm. uh, like uh, try to keep on his back. He was just going to outlast them. And even though that, uh, he was a tad gassed at the end, and he had a big cut on his forehead that was just bleeding oh, out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I I thought the fight was a bit closer, but I do admit Andrews did win this fight, and one of those judges 
was being a tad too nice by scoring it in Felder's favor. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping for it. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was the loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday. NFL action. There's not much to say here, so let's just rip through these real quick. Uh, okay. The Packers can't cover the 14 against the Jags. Thanks a lot. Uh, the Panthers <laughs> don't cover the plus six against the Bucks, who last week scored three points and this week scored 46 points. Uh, the Lions push with a minus three against the Washington football team. I know that's a push that's a loss in my book. <laughs> you Sometimes pushes are wins and sometimes pushes are losses. If you can't beat the Washington football team by three points, that... My friend, is a loss. Uh, Vegas went out and punched the Broncos in the mouth like they should and like they're supposed to. They needed to uh, win by minus four. They won by minus 25. That's a win. I should have put a little bit more cash on it. Uh, I mentioned last week, Seattle's been hitting the overs left and right. So Seattle and the Rams, guess what they can't do? They can't score over 55 points because Seattle can only score 16 points in this game. So the not-so-danger-Russ threw for... 248 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, had a QBR of three, uh, 31.0. Gabby, that's not good. If QBR goes up to 158 and you only get 30 of the points, you're not a good quarterback that game. Mm-hmm. So that was a loss. Baltimore at New England. I'm in the anti-Raven camp. Sometimes Lamar looks amazing. I'm going to give you that. Right. In some games, the whole team looks like trash. And that's the times <laughs> when I see it. And it, people keep being like, oh, well, Lamar is really good. So you know what I did last week? I jumped on board the Ravens train just for, for the, the week. last time. Just for the week. I parlayed the game. I'm taking seven points. This means that I'm taking the Ravens at even, and I'm also taking over uh, 36, mm-hmm. which means that the normal over would have been, if I'm doing my math correctly, 43. Right? Okay. So let's mm-hmm. get into this for a hot second. I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, they got to 40 points in the third. And wow. then they just stalled the game out. The Ravens lose straight up against your sham Newton Patriots. Uh, I can't remember what the final score was, but they they got over. I forgot to put it down. They got over the 36, but they didn't cover the original over 43 is my point. Mm-hmm. So that's a loss. I don't like betting on Ravens games. I don't think I'm going to bet on another Ravens game at the end of the year. Hold you to that. <laughs> Sometimes I get a tingle. <laughs> Monday Night Football, Gabby says, go big or go home. <laughs> Stop saying I say that. You say it once in a moment. Uh, so give me four units on the over in this game. It's going to be over 43 and a half. It's going to be uh, I, what I'm not going to do. And I said this before. I'm not going to bet on Kirk Cousins in primetime. You know what I'm also mm-hmm. going to do? I'm not going to bet on Nick Foles in primetime. So what I'm betting on here is that I'm betting on pick sixes and <laughs> short field turnovers and giving the ball to Dalvin Cook and giving the ball to uh, the Patterson. Well, guess what? That didn't work out too well. Four field goals later, uh, one hundred and four ret- uh, punt return, uh, two Kirk Cousins touchdowns. We got a nineteen thirteen, and that's a that's not that's not very good. All you know what? It only needed four more field goals to hit that over. Thanks a lot, you jerks. And also, Nick Foles got hurt. He did, but you know what? Beat the stupid <laughs> Vikings in primetime. It's not hard to do. Oh. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, time, 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 time for some action, right? Mm-hmm. So give me Buffalo minus 30 and a half against the Owen three Bowling Green. Sounds like a no brainer game. Absolutely. Uh, they had this covered until halfway through the fourth quarter. Buffalo was up 
35 to 7. I'm sorry, 35 to 3. I misread mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons scored 14 points late in the fourth. Falcons cover uh, 42-17. That's a loss on me. Uh, Akron at Kent State. Taking Kent State, minus 25. You thought I would have learned a lesson. Don't take these big ones. Guess what? The golden flashes light up the zips. 69 to 35. That is a win in my book. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, more Maction. <laughs> Northern Illinois at Ball State. I'm taking the minus 15. That moved a little bit. I thought they could still cover it. The Huskies are not that good, right? They're the kind of the first, the worst type story going on here. Ball State had a couple of chances to stop drives late on this one. Uh, they were up by 12 in the fourth, but... They let Northern Illinois crawl back and cover. 25-31 was your total. That's a loss for me. Thank you very much. Toledo at Eastern Michigan. I'm taking Eastern Michigan plus three, uh, plus six uh, and a half because we saw Toledo not really win a game. that They didn't really win the game last time we watched them, so I thought oh, maybe they can just hang out. And Eastern Michigan uh, is winless, but they haven't lost by more. They, they lose only by a couple points, right? Mm-hmm. They're, this, are, this would be in the third game of the season. They only lost by like a couple of points for the previous two games. All right. All right. Toledo dominated most of this game, but it was a little bit a little too late for uh, EMU to just kind of get started, start scoring points late in this game. It was just, uh, I saw the potential there, but they, they couldn't get it done. Right. So Rockets 45 uh, and uh, Eastern Michigan 28. And 15 of that 28 was all in the fourth quarter. So, Toledo. oh wait, that was that was. Uh, I I didn't need them to score. They didn't need to win. They just needed to get within seven, or I'm sorry, within six. Uh, what else did I have? Oh oh oh. So I'm watching as I'm watching all this game. I'm watching the East of the Western Michigan and uh, Central Michigan game, and I'm thinking to myself, self, they're scoring a lot of points here. You should go over, and live bet the over real quick. And I go over and I look at it, and it's 80 and a half. And I think about it for a hot second, and I say, uh, I don't so know. High. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I look at it again, and it goes 83 and a half. I go, you know what? I got to bet this real quick. Wow. <laughs> uh, and it, uh, it, I should have dropped more on it because it did not disappoint. Western Michigan, 52. Central Michigan, 44. That's 96 points. The over my 83 hits, no problem. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. They scored uh, a combined 30 points in the third, and they added another 21 points in the fourth. So they really were putting up some uh, points in there. Uh, Later in the day, uh, we had some NBA draft. Uh, I'm placing a number one pick props bet. Now, Gabby, should I have taken either Anthony Edwards at minus 160 or tantalizingly, LaMelo Ball was there at minus 120. I think you take Anthony Edwards. Uh, I really can't see buying into this LaMelo ball hype. And I really can't see Minnesota buying into this. Like, they're like, you know what we need? One of the balls brothers out here in Minnesota. That'll bring everybody to the games. Uh, it was, it was, has got just weird shots, no defense. I can't see him going as a number one. I can see how they keep thinking he's going to go number one, but mm-hmm. I can't see how he's going to go number one. Uh, and at minus one twenty, that's a that's a serious little dangle carrot that book was putting out there. But you know what I did? I didn't bite. I didn't bite at all. I'm taking Anthony Edwards and I'm putting eight units on this thing 
because wow. I'm confident that that's got to be what it is. The whole consensus, the whole internet. I put a, a poll on Twitter, the Twitter polls that Anthony Edwards, why am I not doing this? I should have put more cash on it because it was a winner. Winner. Check it out. Wiseman goes number two. Lamelo goes number three to Charlotte. And at number four, the Bulls pick some guy I've never heard of before. Patrick uh, Williams, uh, a shooting forward out of, or I'm sorry, I'm not shooting forward, a small forward out of Florida State. Uh, fun fact, Gabby. The last time the Bulls picked a player that was not picked by uh, Gar Foreman or John Paxton, do you know who it was? And I'll give you a clue. It was a number three pick, mm-hmm. and it was a junior Gar Ford from North Carolina. Oh, it must have been Michael Jordan. It was then. Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's, it's been a long time since those two jerks haven't, uh, drafts, uh, wow. haven't been the person in charge of drafting. Yeah, I guess so. So they should probably change it up. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you know what? Let's see. Let's see what happens. Is is Patrick Williams the next Michael Jordan? I'm only saying you might have heard it here first, but uh, hey, they've had success with players that weren't <laughs> drafted by Garpax. All right, can't <laughs> I, wait to see it. If you want to add the greatest NBA player of all time as part of that scenario, then that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you want to get into next? You want to get into some? I think we should get into the lines. But um, I also want to tell you that not only are you going to be betting on football, but soon you're also going to be betting on the NBA again because they have preseason games coming up real quick. When are the preseason games happening? <laughs> the December 11th through 19th. What what day is it now? <laughs> it's already November. It's halfway. We're beyond halfway. Oh, I have a in computer. November. Right. Yeah, 19th. Less than a month. Yep. Uh, then, when's when when's some real game action I can bet on? Uh, December twenty second. December one month. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna have the All Star break from March fifth to the tenth. Uh, fifth uh, to the tenth. I can't think that far ahead, but I can I can definitely not bet that weekend. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But then May eighteenth <laughs> through twenty first. That's the play in tournament. What does it mean? Play in. Uh, play off. Play in. There's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a couple more teams in the, in the finals this year i think they're going to try to make it a little bit more fair oh okay okay and then they'll go back to the normal thing after after this season mm-hmm. because then the 22nd of may through the 22nd of july will be the playoffs all right yeah wow we go so, again here we go again on my own like a drifter i was born to walk alone you want to talk um nfl yeah lines? i'm waiting for you just to start hitting me so with them. arizona cardinals they're at my, I'm sorry, plus three with the CLC Hawks. I don't know. Okay, so the past two weeks, I've been terrible at this. So uh, fade me or don't fade me. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is that Seattle, I've been trusting too much. They have not done anything. Arizona has come up big for me. You know what? I'm taking, if you're going to give me plus three, this is, I see this as a 50-50 game. So if you're going to give me plus three, I'll take the plus three. If it was Cardinal, or I'm sorry, if it was Seahawks plus three, I would take Seahawks plus three. Whoever's mm-hmm. getting the points in this one is who I'm taking. So yeah. I'm taking the Cardinals in this. I can see Seattle breaking out early in this one, but uh, I think it's Cardinals. I'm still so upset <coughs> with the Cardinals from last week because that game was incredible. The end of the Bills-Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. The Hail Murray. Mm-hmm. Hail Murray. You know, it's and, just because we had Josh Allen, who was able to get within that last two minutes, mm-hmm. a touchdown. Yep. Never would have thought it. Can't All scramble. Right. You know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna defend a guy like uh, D Hop in the end zone, you mm-hmm. gotta put a body on him. You can't just put three guys around him and have him just jump uh, jump over top of you and catch things. It was so crazy. I was like, you had three people there, and you still couldn't like bat it away or something. That was kind of oh. that was kind of revenge from a couple of years ago where uh, the Packers Aaron 
uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a Hail Mary at the end of the game mm-hmm. in that exact end zone to beat the uh, Cardinals. So, I mean, but do it against the Packers. You don't have to take revenge against oh, the innocent it's team. Because it's uh, the innocent team, a.k.a. your Bills. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Philadelphia Eagles plus three at the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Yeah, uh, this is an even game. game. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this game at all. But if I'm gonna have to take somebody, uh, give me the Eagles to screw this one up in Cleveland just to get outright money win. All right, Falcons plus four at the Saints. Uh you know what? It's, I like the Falcons here. I d- I don't know why I like the Falcons here. Drew Brees is out. That's why I kind of like it. I like the Falcons plus four here. All right, Bengals plus one and a half at Washington. Uh, so another even ish game. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like Joe Burrows. Uh, he didn't, I, you know what? Bounce back game. I thought it was going to be close against the Pittsburgh game last week. They got blowed out. Uh, Washington played well against Detroit. I think they'll probably play well against the Bengals here. But I kind of like the Bengals to come out and really solidify that they're going to be the three win team out of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Lions minus two at the Panthers. Uh, I don't. F- I know that the Lions are four and five, and I know the Panthers are three and seven here, but I kind of like the Panthers in this situation. Uh, not because they're getting a plus two here. Uh, they opened even. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why people are jumping on Detroit here. I kind of like Panthers in this situation. All right. Give me the Panthers. All right. So how about the Steelers at minus ten and a half against the Jags? I kind of like this one right here. Give me give me a lot of the Steelers here. If the Steelers can do that to what they did to the Bengals, I don't know if this is going to be a trap game situation, kind of like the Jacksonville game would have been, was the trap game, minus 14 against. Uh, that's probably why this one's a little bit lower than it was last year or last week since uh, Vegas doesn't want to get punched in the face this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars can uh, sustain this kind of, let's go from on the road against good team against good team and hang with them the whole time. I kind of like Pittsburgh here, minus 10. I don't like them. Uh, this might be minus 15, minus 17 at the end, but I don't I don't see I don't see Jacksonville keeping up with this team too much. All right. How about the Titans at plus uh, five and a half against the Ravens? Give me the Titans plus five at the Ravens. I hate the Ravens at this point <laughs> right now. I can't trust them. I know they're six and three, uh, but they're only four, four and one against the spread. I know the Titans are uh, three and six against the spread, but you know what? It's always there's always a chance to be four and six, and mm-hmm. this is your chance. Yeah. I might even like the money line on this one, uh, just because it's at plus two hundred. Mm-hmm. How about the Patriots at minus two against the Texans? I like the Patriots minus two at the Texans. I'm not a big fan of what's going on in Texas right now. I'm a big fan of how Sham Newton is pulling out victories against teams that he shouldn't be beating. Stop but calling him that. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I just don't, I, I don't believe in the in the Patriots as much here. They they're flip flopping all over the place, right? They're all Tampa's flip flopping, the Patriots flip flopping. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they're yeah. trying to get used to not being with each other anymore, right? Right. Uh, but you can't tell me that the the Patriots can't have a good win last week and can't ride that momentum and go down to Houston and beat a terrible team. I hope so. Uh, right. Watch, watch them. This is where. Belichick comes back and gets over 500 or gets the 500 and then they start working on just staying above 500, not mm-hmm. dipping underneath anymore. All right. The Dolphins at minus three and a half against the Broncos. Oh my God. Why are you not just putting all your paycheck on the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even see why this line is so close. This should be around uh, minus six and a half right here. Wow. Jets at plus nine and a half against the Chargers. 
uh, again, I don't know if uh, putting all your money on the charges here is, but but a lot of people think that uh, Herbert is done. He's he cut all his flow off. He looks like uh, Anakin Skywalker now. Oh, yep. yeah. So it's like Samson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, lost all the strength. He's, this mm-hmm. is gonna be terrible. Give me. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a whim here. This seems like one of those those games where. New York goes on the road and they actually played pretty decent. Give me give me the New York Jets. I just took them last week or the week before the plus 10 against whoever it was, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I won that bet. Give me give me the plus 9 here. All right, exciting. How about the Packers at plus 1 and a half against the Colts? I don't know about this one, right? Green Bay, you're you're supposed to be better than this. Maybe this was just a bump in the road and then you're just going to come out and you're going to play well and you're going to look like a 7 and 2 team. But you know what? Maybe you're going to look like the Indianapolis Colts, and you're both going to be seven and three. I don't know what's going to happen on here. This is a money line game to me. Uh, if if anything, the Colts minus two and uh, my uh, minus two almost. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know what? Give me the Colts here. The money line. Don't give me the minus one. I'm just going to take. Uh, I'm going to take the juice. It's probably about uh, minus two fifty, or I'm sorry, minus uh, one twenty five right now. That's. Uh, uh, two dimes, a, a dime of juice. That's yeah. fine. All right. How about the Cowboys at plus seven against the Vikings? Oh my God! Yeah, Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings in this one. I just mm. can't see anything happening in Dallas. It's they're gonna even be close in this one. Uh, I say Minnesota by fourteen to twenty-one points, almost. Hiding it, you know, Kirk Cousins. You like that? You finally won a prime <laughs> time gonna ride that wave plus it's a it's a road game for dallas with a terrible quarterback Uh, yeah minnesota chiefs at minus eight minus eight thank you against the raiders i don't like this i don't like this i don't know why this line is like this i'm gonna give me give me vegas plus eight i think this is gonna be a shootout it's the over unders already set at 57 right Mm -hmm. uh you can't tell me that this is not gonna be a close if you're telling me the line is 57 right yeah whatever that is divide that in half so 30 to 30 28 to 21 you think that's what the final is going to be no way there's not it's it's going to be like 30 30 to 34 it's going to be a closer it's going to be a higher scoring game closer than that i get that the rams at plus four against the buccaneers why are the rams becoming a decent team so far it's a spite, yeah. I, I, there's everything in my little, my little tiny heart wants to say go Buccaneers, but there's also <laughs> a part of me that's like these Sham Brady <laughs> Buccaneers, <laughs> Sham Newton, Sham Brady, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me Tampa uh, minus four here. I, I again, I hate to say that a West Coast team coming over to the East Coast team has a hard time winning. Blah 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 blah. I, I can't see that the Rams are in any way, shape, or form on this sort of like roll of yeah. They're just win loss, win loss, win loss. They're mm-hmm. they're win win loss, win win loss, win loss, win loss. Flippity yeah. flop. Yeah, I see a pattern here, and the pattern says L to the Bucks. <laughs> so go ahead and give me. Is that, was that the Monday night game too? Yes, it is. Ugh. Of course, it's the Monday night game. <laughs> Boring. Give me the Bucks minus four, and that's where I sit. All right. Gabby. Boofer. Thank you for tuning in and listening to a fine, another fine presentation of the Can't Win for Losing podcast. You're welcome. 
and a special thanks goes to my voice for being uh, why why am i losing my voice all of a sudden? do you want me to do the uh <clears throat> do you want me to say it to the people say it to the people <laughs> give the message also a special thanks for the support from listeners like you and if you're new to the snow you know if what? you're new to us know that you can find us everywhere you can find us on apple stitcher all right, here we go. If you're new to the show, smash the subscribe button and go ahead and share it with all your friends and family. <laughs> you forgot all the porn part. We're word of mouth advertising. All right? Yes. And you haven't already and you've listened to it just a couple of times, please leave a rate a review. That'd be mm-hmm. cute. That'd be cute. <laughs> to make it as cute, cute as possible. If you can put hearts and emojis into it, that'd be great. And then uh, five stars. Five stars is always appreciated. Uh, we're also on, as Gabby alluded to, iTunes. Apple Podcasts, they're the same thing. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon. We are everywhere. Just open up your favorite podcast app, search for Can't Win for Losing, and we'll pop right up. All you gotta do is hit subscribe. It's that easy. And don't forget to follow us at CWFL on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, sometimes we do a Facebook Live where you can come and talk to us live in person where we make ourselves available to everybody to chit-chat and hang out. Um, it is... Oh, man, I lost where I was. We don't have any shout-outs this week. No, we don't. Uh, what I do have is like if you want to wager on stuff, you can go and head on to mybookie.ag and create a free account and <laughs> it's funny it's a free account the account's free if you gotta put money in to, if you want to bet <laughs> i think that's obvious right yes but you can create a free account and get up to 50 percent signing bonus up to one thousand dollars off your initial deposit of at least one hundred dollars simply enter our easy to remember promo code which i will give to you right now c w f l head on over mybookie.ag and get your 50 percent sign up bonus up to $1,000 off your initial deposit using our promo code CWFL. And remember, all the links mentioned in today's episode are down below, listed there for you to click on. You know why I do it? Because I make your life that much easier. Gabby, where can they find and follow you at? You can find me on YouTube at Gabriella Elizabeth Marie Reality TV Reviews. I've been taking a little bit of a break from that, to be honest. I think I'm only going to be doing reviews for Married at First Sight. So if any of you out there Hot are interested in that. breaking news. Mm-hmm. How come we didn't start the show with this? Well, you know, I, I have to decide when to say no. That's what I finally... Beginning know. of the show mm-hmm. is when you say yes. Yes. So that's the update there. And what else? Uh, where else can you find me? You can find me on Twitter. I've been a little more active on Twitter these days. Uh putting out some original content hey, i guess hey hey, why don't you just tell me where it is and i'll decide if you've been active it's at phoenix gem find me there thanks awesome uh gabby hey boofer good game good game good game good game good game good game i will catch you next time see ya all right y'all have a good one Beep, beep.